Revenue Rhino. I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Jody Geta from Social Assurance. Jody, it's really nice to have you on. Yes, yes. It's lovely to be here, Brad. Uh, thank you for the invitation. I, I love the podcast and I'm glad to be a part of the conversation. Yeah, I'm super excited. So, Jody, tell me a bit about yourself and about your company. Yeah, I would love to. I have a pretty unconventional career path into the financial services industry. My marketing uh, background and career actually started about 20 years ago. And I'm actually from Australia and I started in the retail sector, primarily working in a high-end fashion and retail outlet in Australia, in Melbourne and Sydney. And part of my role at that organization was really geared towards market research, product planning. So a lot of my role there was to really identify brands that we wanted to put in particular markets and in particular segments. We did a lot of research around where do we want to create new shops. So I was uh, involved in a lot of uh, new brick and mortar locations. So very much focused in on uh, the data and analytics side of marketing. And then that also did morph into a lot of business development activities as well, especially in high-end fashion events, fashion week, things like that are a big part of that role. I then immigrated to uh, the United States and I ended up working for Macy's in a very similar capacity and then working with luxury brands as well. So brands like Chanel, Dior, YSL, Marc Jacobs, so pretty high-end lines of business there for Macy's, very similar capacity as well. Then about eight years ago, I relocated to uh, Minnesota. And then I actually fell into banking. So if you ask anyone in the banking industry, they're either like born into it or they fell into it. But definitely a complete 180 for a career change. But I ended up working for the last seven years as a director of marketing and sales for a community bank, about $2 billion in asset size, 32 locations. Pretty a decent sized community bank, one of the, the largest privately owned agricultural community banks in Minnesota. And then from that, this last fall, I actually started with Social Assurance as their chief marketing officer. Social Assurance works in the financial space, so services both banks, credit unions, and then mortgage brokerage uh, firms as well. So really the financial services scope as a whole. And, and we're a SaaS company. We have a suite of software solutions that really service financial providers from a both marketing and compliance perspective, really geared towards content, social marketing. We also have software solutions that really focus in on philanthropic and community impact. As most financial services providers, we have regulations around CRA and other give back and social good regulations as well. And so we really launched that product uh, this last year, actually, to not only make it easier to track uh, internally, but then to also make sure that 
marketers and organizations have the ability to really drive organizational advancement around social good. And then to also be able to do a really good job telling the story about that impact as well, uh, instead of it just being this internal action item. And so uh, we now service over 1,500 financial providers across the country, uh, and we've been around for about 10 years. So um, a fast-growing company uh, doing a lot of really great things uh, with the financial industry. Nice. I love that. That's such an awesome story. Yes, something we're very proud of. So we're having a lot of fun too while we're doing it. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what marketing looks like in your space. Obviously, it's been a crazy past year, but as we look at the year ahead, what gets you excited? What are maybe some of the challenges that you're facing? And really, what does marketing look like for you in your space? Yeah, great question. And I, I hate to like dwell so much on the, the year that was 2020, but the reality is we really have to take in, in, into account like where we've been to really understand where we need to go, especially with marketing. And the reality is that in 2020, we really all did have to you know, stop and recalibrate and think about how do we want to market and, and what is going on with both consumers, if you're a B2C business or, or our business customers who are dealing with consumers as a B2B business as well. And when COVID first hit, I was dealing more in the B2C. I was at the start of the year, I was the director um, of marketing at the bank. And we, we did, we had to stop for a period of time and really think about messaging. We had to think about the situation of what our employees were feeling and experiencing as both our consumers as well. One of the things that was really important to us as well with what we learned from the 2008 recession and the data and the research that was done with that, we knew we couldn't go dark with marketing. We knew that the data said that the brands that continued to market during those times were brands that continued to see growth, may not have been exponential growth, but they continue to see growth compared to brands that either went dark or, or reduced their marketing and um, business development activities. And so it really for us was not a matter of if we were going to market, but how we were going to market, what the messaging really was going to be, where we were going to market as well. I think one of the things that we really tried to stay on top of that translates over to 2021 was the shift in consumer behavior where people are consuming content, how are they engaging with content uh, through digital channels and really understanding that shift. So it really was, what was our message? Part of that then too was, what do they need from us right now? Not just this kind of fancy tagline or empathetic tagline that kind of resonated with them, but it really became a lot more about content marketing being in the way of uh, resources, information, how do we help you understand your current financial situation so you can get through this on the other side. And so even as I went into my role at Social Assurance and building out my marketing plan for this year, it was about how do we create content that is going to help our bank clients do a better job marketing to their clients as well. And so we really invested in 2021 in both 
market research and analytics and really understanding the state of the environment so we could do a better job educating. So we're really invested in webinars, training, ebooks, research, anything that is going to equip our clients to either make more informed decisions about how to market and how to invest into community impact but then also giving them the tools to be able to do a better job marketing to their B2C or B2B customers as well. And really for me, content is a big part of our strategy going forward. And then really understanding your channel mix as well and the shift in behavior. And so really reinvesting into some channels that maybe weren't primary channels at the start of 2020, but really are proven to be highly trafficked, highly consumed channels today. Love it. That's awesome. So obviously you have a ton of experience in marketing. Let's dive into some of the ways that you found to build lifelong relationships with customers and really grow in this area. So what advice would you have for others listening in terms of doing marketing well, building relationships with customers that last for a lifetime and and really just growing in the series. Great question. And it's all about lifetime value, right? It's all about customer retention, customer profitability. And we know that it is a much better strategy to be investing in building these lifelong relationships. And it's much cheaper than customer acquisition too. So if it's not a priority for your organization in 2021, that needs to change now as well. And you see that too in the research that CMOs uh, are really reallocating a lot of their spend to really be focused in on expanding and making existing customers lifelong customers. I know it sounds maybe cliche, but trust. And I think one of the things that really came out of the, the pandemic as well is that consumers are are looking for brands that they can trust. So that is both, I think, from a sales perspective too. So if you're in that business development role, how are you really establishing a relationship that your clients uh, trust you? They trust what you say. They trust the guidance that you provide them. They trust the tools and technology that you, you know, implement for them. But then at a broader scale, from a branding perspective, the game, the data says that people are looking for brands that they can trust. They're making purchasing decisions on brands that they can trust. And so they're seeing that from a couple of things. Um, again, we talked a little bit earlier on about social impact and social good. So how's your brand telling the story about how they're making a difference in the community, whether that's through it be through like banking and, and PPP and helping small businesses, or if you're investing in minority groups and underserved population. So those are those types of things, but then also user-generated content. Are uh, there influencers and other people that are trusted within your you know, community that are talking about your product, that are talking about your service, and even at, at its most basic form, like online reviews? Reviews is a huge way that consumers are seeing uh, that there's brands that can be trusted. Specifically at Social Assurance as well, we've really made it a concerted effort around this relationship and trust building kind of conversation. 
as a SaaS company, um, a lot of that model is the customer acquisition that lets um, spin out as many uh, sales as we can get them onboarded and then on to the next. And then it just becomes this subscription. We've really tried to, as part of our strategy, really take more of a professional services consulting kind of role because we understand that the technology is the easy part. To, to a degree, it really is about how do our clients take this technology and really have cultural organizational advancement with the technology that creates this more sustainable kind of growth strategy, right? Like if they're more profitable, we're more profitable. And we've really tried to take that approach. And some of the things that we've done as part of our processes to help with that is we've really invested in transparency with our clients. It's one of those things that it sounds simple, but from my experience, from a vendor relationship to a client relationship, sometimes there is a lot of things happening behind closed doors and it's maybe not the best client experience and it creates this sense of mistrust. And we're really invested in creating a really transparent environment so our clients have access to their data about how their marketing is performing and have that in near real time as well. And so just some real little things like that, that open up dialogue with a client, but again, just reinforces trust that we're here for them. We're not hiding any information from them. And then really investing in more of this consultative approach really showcases that we want this long-term success for them, that we're not there for this short-term win. And, and that's really spoken volumes to our clients. Hey, it was great to have you on the podcast. So any last thoughts, any last remarks, words of wisdom, advice at all before we run? Oh, famous last words. I, I just think for, for 2021, if you're in a marketing role, business development role, leadership role, there's just a couple of things. I really think 2021 is the year for upskill and reskill. And what I mean by that is really making sure that we're investing in our team at all levels of the organization to really understand what are the skill sets that they need to provide this trust and instill this trust and create an exceptional customer experience. And whether that's learning new technology learning new tools or being able to even understand uh, more of that customer experience. And that really should be at all levels from the C-suite down to the frontline staff. And I really think by investing in education, in resources for your team, it's really going to create a platform for future growth going forward. And so that's an area I think everyone needs to be focused in on 2021, why we're still figuring out the rest as we go, that's an area that I think is just a non-negotiable. Totally agree. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for joining the podcast and sharing all your words of wisdom and advice. Yeah, absolutely, Brad. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, if anyone wants to connect with me, I am on LinkedIn. Jody Getter, happy to continue the conversation. Totally. Awesome.